0: God bless you. We're so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. I want you to know in our worship breakthroughs happening. When you truly get your mouth going in the right direction and your heart starts to follow, have you ever noticed that sometimes if you'll get your mouth going in the right direction, your heart'll follow? Breakthrough is coming. If you didn't get it right at this moment, I believe I, I I believe the provision's already been made. It's just when you start to grab hold of it, are you going to see that that uh, release? And I believe something happened this morning. I believe breakthrough is happening. I believe what you're what you have been praying for is about to happen. I believe breakthrough is is here. I've told you this, this, uh, in our first week of the year that I believe this is the year of access. And I believe that's exactly what you're doing. I think you don't know you're going to the table to eat, but you're accessing in the way that God wants you to access. You don't have to know what the result is of obedience. You get the result of obedience. This happened in first service. This isn't anything like I talked in first service, but the Lord is speaking. You don't have to know what the, what the result's going to be. You just have to do the right thing. And the problem is, and I said this this morning, we want the gift without the... Um, Lord, help me. I had it so good this morning. Without the responsibility. We want, we want the result without line, lining up with the kingdom. And it doesn't work like that. God is so good to us that he's ready to give us everything that we want if we'll line up with the way that he wants to give it. You know, my whole my whole word today is about knowing God the Father. And I forgot to say this this morning, that the Lord put the song list together for us. I don't know if anybody notices. I, I would like, let me just give you a little 101 in worship, if I can, for just a minute. There's two kinds of worship, at least that, that, that I'm going to talk about this morning. And this is not my sermon. I hope I don't keep you too long. There is vertical worship, Vert, vertical, I like to think of a V pointing up. That means vertical worship and there's horizontal worship and both are good, but horizontal worship is help me, Lord, take care of me, God, I cried out to you and you answered and you ran, you rescued me, you ransomed me, you're me, 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 me. And that's good. But then there's vertical worship that's you are great. You are famous. You are worthy. You are holy. I'm not talking about me. It's all about you. And I want you to look at how the throne around the throne. The worship is vertical. It's all about God. It's nothing about me. Now I'm not saying there are great songs that are about me. There are great ones. But this morning was all vertical. Actually, with the exception of one, your grace is enough for me. Remember me, remember me. But that's the song that lines up with my word today. Remember your children, remember your people, remember your promise. Oh God. And I don't know about you, but I already went through worship this morning. I already knew what was coming. First song, second service. I'm crying like a baby up here. I'm sitting there thinking, is anybody looking at me? I hope nobody's looking at me because I'm, I'm a mess. And then God said, who cares what anybody thinks? Are you finally going to let me touch you? Yes, I am. God, your grace is enough. You're so good. Let me forget about me and think about you. And then came, uh, Jesus is the savior of my soul. You are holy. You are worthy. You are the famous one. I don't know about you, but chains started falling off of me. I didn't even realize I had chains on me. You know what? I didn't have to know it didn't matter when I started getting my heart right with God. God started taking care of even the things I didn't know I had. Not to mention, I believe he's doing things that I do need that I can't see. Abraham didn't know the provision was being made for him when he was carrying his son up the hill to kill him. But God already had provided the provision had already been made. God already knew. So he sent the goat up the other side. Abraham, you're not going to see it. Are you going to trust me? And you know, worship is a time of trust. Will I really surrender? I'm telling you, if you'll learn to get worship right, a lot of the other stuff's going to fix itself. What is that? What is it when we get worship right? We, We place the king where he's supposed to be over our lives. What happens when the authority is in the proper place over your life? He takes care of you. You know, I haven't said this in forever, but we're a worshiping church. You know, if you're new this morning, we've probably shaken you up a little bit. Good. I'm not apologizing for that. When you get to heaven, I guarantee you, you're going to get shaken up a little bit. Church on the hill, we're going to get shaken up. But my heart is in worship. I desire to line up with God and to please him. I do not want the rocks to have to cry out for me. I want to do my own crying out. Because he is worthy. Not because of what I get. I do get. Because I worship, I do get. Because I obey, I do get. But that's not why I do it. I do it because I know he's good. Can I tell you a little bit about God? We have a messed up view of God. And if your view of God is messed up, your life's going to be messed up. You may have even given your heart to Jesus back. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was five, got spirit filled when I was 17. And I still didn't know who the true Lord was. Even though I had it all, every provision, the blood of Jesus, the spirit of God. But my view of God was messed up. And that's what we've been looking at. Is God a good father? We've been talking about how Jesus showed us. Jesus came for many reasons, but one was to show us. Who God, the father really was. And what did he say? He said, when you pray, say this, our father radical stuff. It's not radical to the church today because we've gone numb to it, but to know God, the creator of the universe, you said this morning, or maybe, um, first service or second service about when he spoke it, Oh, it was second service with that child started to speak. Jesus creation started to come. That's why when I, when we were, and I'm rambling, I'm sorry, but that's what happened during Famous One. When you start to speak, creativeness starts to happen. We are the child of God. We are filled with the Holy Spirit who is one just like Jesus. I'm going to send one just like the original. And when we speak, creative start, create creation starts. We're not the creator, but the creator starts to flow through us. That's why it's so powerful. We don't just go through the motions, but we start to speak. We start to speak. And what I want to do is I want you to delete your your image of father. I believe our father image is messed up. Whether it's due to our own earthly father or our ability as a father, we're messed up. We saw two weeks ago before Joe McGee that God is a caring father. There's an expression out there that says you don't care. You don't you don't care what somebody knows until you know how much they care. You don't care how much they know. You don't care how much I know until you know how much I care. You don't care about what I have to say until you genuinely believe that I care about you. How can you trust God the father in the way that he is able to provide for us when we don't know that he really cares? And I I sit here and I've been building foundation over the last few weeks about a caring God. You know, it says, cast your burdens on him for he cares for you. And uh, immediately, I'm starting to try to rethink my words because cast your burdens sounds religious. The things you're going through, give them to God. He desires to carry that weight for you. Why? Because he cares for you. Cast your burdens in the wording is not bad, but what happens is we get religious or we get numb. Yeah, I know the scripture, cast your burdens. Well, are you carrying burdens? Well, then you've missed it because God cares for you. But also, starting today, God is a consistent father. God is a consistent father. You can count on him every time. He will never let you down. Never. He is always dependable, entirely consistent in who he is. God is worthy of our trust. In James 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from from the Father who does not change like shifting shadows. The truth is, earthly fathers are unpredictable. Some of them are incredibly unpredictable and fickle. I know some teenagers who would say, I never know what to expect from my dad. It changes from day to day, depending on what mood he's in. One day he's silent. The next day he's violent. One day he's a good guy. And the next guy day, he's a tough guy. I don't know what to expect. Now I want you to catch this. Inconsistent fathers produce insecure children. Have you ever heard, have you ever, as a father ever said, your child comes up genuinely needing you or it's not like they're just coming and asking for ice cream or coming to ask for something that that's not a genuine need, but they come and genuinely need you. And you reply later, or maybe you reply, maybe. And Sarah bed, I'm going to use you this morning. Um, she, I, she once came up to me and said, daddy, can you do so? And so, and I said, maybe. And her response was, What's maybe? She Genuinely, it wasn't a sarcastic comment. She's not old enough to understand sarcastic. Well, she probably does a little bit. She lives with me. So, <laughs> but she said, what's maybe? And you know what? That's an adult question. God doesn't say maybe. Never. Never. It leaves them to wonder, what does that mean? Maybe. And think just a minute when we respond, Maybe. Or how how about this one? I'll try. What does that mean? When in God's word do we see the, the characteristics of the father when we ask for a, we have a need and ask and he says, I'll try. No, God's not a trier. He's a doer. As we sang, your grace is enough. Remember your promises. All of his promises are yes and amen. That means he does not go back on his promise. He's not the type that says, I shouldn't have said that. Let me take that back. He fulfills his promise. How about this, dads? Ask your mother. Does that sound like the father? No. No. Where do you find security in an inconsistent world? God is a consistent father. Hear this. God's not moody. God has never had a bad day. (laughs) That's good news. What if God woke up and feel feels like, man, I'm a little grouchy today. Who can I zap today? Have you ever got up like that? You ever seen the McDonald's commercial and the guy saying, don't, don't talk to me, leave me alone. Don't talk to me until he gets to McDonald's and gets his coffee. And then all of a sudden the world makes sense again. Anybody there? Got to have my coffee, got to have my coffee, but that's not God. God's not moody. Ever. What kind of world would that be? The good news is God is always consistent. And the great news is his consistency and dependability does not depend on my consistency and my dependability. Amen. Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. What does that mean? Even if we mess up, he's not going to mess up. Because he's, he is who he is and who he is, faithless, isn't a part of his character. It's impossible for him to react inconsistent of who he is. So do you see how important it is that we know who he is? So that we know the things that we are asking for, we are asking according to what his word is said, because what his word is said is what he is going to line up to, because that's who he is. When we ask outside of his kingdom realm, we're not going to get the results. We want to sit here and ask God, I want to be the head, not the tail. I want to be above and not beneath. And God says, you got it. But just go back a verse. I got the answer for you. I will make you the head and not the tail. If. If my people who are called by my name will hear my word and obey. God is such a good God. You know, it says that, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I think it was a, uh, not Swindoll. Um, I can't remember who said it. Um, who's faith, faith of focus on the family. Dobson. I think he's the one that said it. It, I may be wrong and just uh, correct me if I am rules without relationship brings rebellion. Josh McDowell. That's what I said first, wasn't it? Swindoll. I said, Swindoll. Yeah, no. That's good to agree, even if I am wrong anyway. Good. Do you hear that, parents? Rules without relationship breeds rebellion. What's rebellion? It's the same as witchcraft. Do you see that, parents, we have, we have a part to play in whether our kids are rebellious or not? Our kids just aren't rebellious because Satan's in it. Sometimes it's because of the way we are parenting our kids. That's deep. God desires relationship. How can you ever try to obey his word and follow him if you don't know who he is? You're going to wind up confused and aggravated the whole time. Because if you don't know who he is, you don't know how to obey him. You know, I am so glad that even on days I'm down, God's up. Even on days when I'm struggling, God's victorious. He is always consistent. The fact is the world around us is changing all the time. The world around us is changing all the time. And it's so important that we have our feet down on something that's solid. Everything's changing. I said this morning in first service, technology is changing by the second. And there is, so, there is so greater technology out there than the average consumer is able to buy right now. The government or just public, the public sector is out here developing things that will blow your mind. Look at just how cell phones, where they've come just in the last five years. They make an app now that you can go to a, go to any barcode, go shopping anywhere and scan your phone, your, your uh, camera to a, a barcode. And it'll find the cheapest price anywhere online for that item in a second. And, and Pastor Stephen and I was driving home yesterday. We're talking about some other things, just some things that will just flat blow your mind. How do, how do we keep stable? In the midst of everything changing. Well, I want you to catch this right here. Malachi chapter 3. This is God speaking. I, the Lord, do not change. In the midst of getting tossed to and fro, this does not change. And his kingdom and the way that he lays things out doesn't change. And the great thing is, if you line up, even if you're not saved and you line up with kingdom principles, they will work. Because kingdom principles work. Every time. That's why lost people that know how to manage their money and know how to give, get blessed. Dave Ramsey will tell you, you don't have to be saved to be financially set. How do do lost people get rich? They're good with their money. God's principles work every time. God's kingdom works every time. Every time I, the Lord, do not change. We can count on that. One of the greatest causes of resentment and rebellion in kids is broken promises. Some of you still have thoughts of times when your mom or your dad broke a promise to you. Or maybe you have memories of times where you've broke promises to your children. You have that feeling of. But you promised. The good news is, is that God always keeps his promise. He's the, that's the kind of father that he is. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, God will never go back on his promises. Well, can I tell you something? It's important to know what are God's promises. You know, the Lord wants you to hold him to his word. He wants to prove himself to you. He wants to prove himself true to you. Psalm 5910 says, my God is changeless in his love for me. You know what that means? There's nothing I can do to change the love of God for me. It's not based on me. It's based on him. He loves me. And that's changeless. You know, I I was talking this morning. My kids and the word promise. Is very serious. They'll tell you. But one time my dad, who, who likes to aggravate my kids, just like I do, and he'll just aggravate them. We we can't go we can't go to IHOP or go to a restaurant together and, and my dad and Pete sit together. We have to separate them. Because he'll just aggravate him until Pete gets in trouble. Not by him, by us. Because Pete Pete's a chip off the old block. He'll just keep aggravating too. And sometimes, even though my dad's an elder, elder in his eyes, an elder in my eyes, he's got to respect him. Even when my dad is just dishing it out, trying to get it out of him. And then he finally gets in trouble and dad smiles and then apologizes, but he got what he wanted. Can he get him? Yeah, he tries to get him. But one time my kids were talking to him and having a big time and dad was aggravating him and said, I don't know if if you can if you'll say dad is great or something, he's got something written on the wall right now, this song that says how great Faf is. And he wants my kids, that's what they call him. He wants my kids to sing this song, how great Faf is. And one time he said something, this is probably not right. I'll give you $100 if you'll sing it. You will? Yeah, I will. You really will? Yeah, I really will. Then they said, do you promise? And he said, yeah. Now, he didn't mean it. He wasn't going to give a $100. He just wanted them to sing it. But my kids assumed throughout the whole world that what daddy has taught them, everybody holds to that same standard. But then they realize, you're not going to give me the $100. We just sang it. You said you promised. And you know what? Immediately I said, Dad, I understand the joke. But we take promise seriously. When I say I promise... I have to fulfill that. What is my word worth? What is your word worth? Because it's worth something. It's either worth nothing or it's worth something. Scripture says, don't even make a vow. It's not sin to not make a vow. But if you make a vow, you fulfill it. But God, when he says it, he does it. And you know what my dad did? He said, okay. I will not use the word "promise" unless I genuinely mean it. Amen. He his intentions weren't wrong. He just was playing a game. but when he saw seriousness come over them and their whole world crumbled, this is what I thought. You know what It was a good walk to know sometimes when people tell you they promise, it doesn't mean the same thing as what when I tell you I promise and it's important that i show my children what it means to fulfill a promise because i am their picture of their father i'm another picture of god the father to them who needs the thrill of roller coasters when you have relationship i guarantee you you've thrown up more over relationship than you have over a roller coaster Ups and downs, ups and downs. How do you handle the ups and downs of an inconsistent father or a parent? You know what? You can count on God every single time. Every single time you need a perfect father to give you strength. And a word to those who have had imperfect fathers in your life. Some of you may have grown up where your father was uh, absent or abusive And, you know, there is true hurt there. You may even be struggling with the relationship with God, or maybe you've not even taken that first step to having Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because of your messed up view of what's happened between you and your father. And it's a true issue. The truth is the more imperfect your father is on earth or the more imperfect you realize he is, the more difficult it is to receive a perfect father. the more difficult it is to see that that God wants a relationship with you that's, that's a perfect relationship. And you know what? It's going to be a little harder for you to see the kind of love he wants to show you. It's going to be a little bit harder to get the confidence that you need to have to receive grace in your life. And in the back of your mind, you're just saying, I don't know that I can really believe that. You know, and that's okay. That's okay. You need to come to the reality of where do you really stand? Some of you have had a father who's done the best you could. Has shown you that he genuinely loves you. Doesn't mean he wasn't perfect. I never remember my mom and dad ever breaking a promise. Now, maybe they did. Maybe they would remember. But I don't remember. I've had good parents. Have they been perfect? No. But they have given me a very good picture of what, who God the Father is. By the way, that my father, through all the mistakes I made, getting caught drunk, over And over and over and over and things being taken away from me and me being rebellious and rebellious and rebellious. And, you know, every single time he received me back as though I never did it. My mother struggled with it a little bit. But my father didn't. I'm I'm not trying to be critical at all. And I don't know how he could do it. But no matter how bad I'd been, he would then start me off as though I'd never done it. So I've had the relationship where it's not been hard for me to accept a a loving father. But for those of you that have, you know what? It's going to be a little bit tougher. You're going to have to dig down just a little bit deeper to be able to grab hold of a father that you're not used to. But if you're willing to do that because of that a little bit more that you've got to give, your relationship is going to be based on faith. And not emotion. And you can't build a relationship on emotion. Emotion will run out. Your relationship will be based on true trust in who God is. And because you're having to dig a little bit more for it, your feet are going to be planted a little bit deeper. Because you know what? Our fathers are inconsistent. And it's not fair. You know what would be fair is if every child could grow up with great moms and dads. But you know what? The world's not fair. And some have to work a little bit harder in areas than others. You know, the bad news is it's going to be a little bit harder for you. But the good news is it's going to be, I believe it's going to be stronger. And you have the potential of an incredible relationship with God who is your father.